0: Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On the Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the third episode into the Past to Present series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm sharing stories from my past that I haven't shared and thought I'd be really selective and pick ones that tied into something I've carried with me now. In the last episode, Encountering Racism as an Asian American Woman, I talked about my past childhood story growing up in a white majority suburban town and what experiencing racism at a young age taught me as an adult, my experiences with the anti Asian racism that started this past year with COVID 19, and my thoughts on the massive spike in anti Asian hate crimes in the US resurfacing again. In this episode called Does Winning Equal Success? Inside an Athletic Mind, I talk about my experiences playing competitive sports growing up, approaching your mind like an athlete, and how that has shaped me into the person I am now. Before I begin today's episode, I wanted to just talk. It's been a while. I know I took a hiatus unintentionally, but there's just been so much that's happened in the past three weeks that I wasn't intentionally trying to skip a week, let alone three. I've been working on something, a personal project, this entire past month, and it's finally complete. And so I'll be sharing more of that in my reels this week. And what it is, is I decided to give my New York City studio apartment a makeover. I've lived in this apartment for three years now, and For some reason, I just was living in this cluttered space. It's a a smaller apartment. I mean, for a studio size, it's actually pretty big. But for some reason, I just had everything out in the open displayed. And I don't know why I thought this was something I really wanted when I first moved, and the year after that, and the year after that. But... I don't know what it is, but this year really just my mindset and my mood and everything just changed when I woke up every day and I just saw this cluttered space around me. And I think I mentioned it in another podcast where it was always neat and tidy because I'm a very organized person, but it was cluttered, neat and tidy. I just wasn't happy anymore and I wanted to do something about it. So I did. And I talked to a really good friend of mine. Her sister is really good at organizing and home decor and design and all that stuff. So I spoke with her, ordered a bunch of stuff, I budgeted out furniture, uh, a couch, a new coffee table, a side table, dressers, a kitchen island, all these things, and I just started to go at it. You know, I spent a lot of my time building, assembling dressers and desks and all these things and figuring out where to put things, measuring things. And it's safe to say that I am finally happy with how things look now. I wake up feeling happy. My mood has instantly changed. And I really do think that the place you are currently living in whether whether that's an apartment or just the stuff around you really impacts you as a person on a daily basis. Maybe this is a reminder for someone who's listening, who is feeling that same way, feeling like they're living in a cluttered space. It really helps to declutter things in your life, Uh, whether that's literal, physical things or people. You'll find that things will shift and the way the way you act and the way you perceive things will really change. So, I'm just looking around my apartment right now and I'm smiling because things look orderly and it's not cluttered. Things are tucked away. I have storage. I think that's a key thing for someone wanting to move to New York is you have to really make the most out of a New York City apartment and By that, I mean buy storage, buy cabinets, buy dressers, um, have a kitchen table that has a cabinet underneath it, something to store your food in case you don't have a pantry like me. So that's all I'll say about the personal project. If you're following me on Instagram, you'll probably see me share a lot of my new space. I'm really excited to do so because it really does bring me joy. I'm not trying to be a Marie condo here but it gives me joy and I hope to share that with those of you who also want to you know see a little change and and see the things that make me happy and I hope it also brings you joy too. So enough about my apartment makeover rant. Um, so that took a lot of my time which is probably why I've been MIA from my podcast that I've so dearly neglected And I'm so sorry for doing that. My sister also came last week and I, being the person that I am, was like, I can do it all. And I didn't take any time off of work while she was here. So I was scrambling to do everything she wanted, the touristy stuff, go to Philly with her, see Philly for two days and just spend all my time with her while still working. And I will say, it really took a toll on me. There was one night where I was extremely stressed and overwhelmed. And I know this is nothing new because I feel this once a week, probably. But my sister had to calm me down and talk it through with me. And I'm not used to talking my stressful situations out with people. So that was also giving me stress. And I know she was only trying to help. So, I was dealing with that, I just knew I wasn't in the right mental space to record this podcast, and if there's anything I've learned from the past few years is, I'm not one to force things, I, if I'm not feeling like posting an Instagram, I'm not going to post it just to post, if I'm not feeling like putting out a podcast, then I will not put out a podcast and I'll wait until the right time to do so, which... I felt like I wanted to talk about this. It's kind of interesting that it kind of relates to the topic I'll be discussing which is competitive sports and me growing up, playing them, and the mindset that I have now, you know, going at the speed I do. It's kind of like sports. The adrenaline rush. I feel wired and I find myself accomplishing tasks that aren't even my priorities. I get distracted by every little noise, and that's what happened to me the past three weeks. Let's get into the episode. I wanna share more about my experiences growing up with it. So this drive, me pushing myself to keep going, get all my work done like I was doing last week to you know do work and have a social life and also spend time with my sister and fit all that in, You know, it's kind of like being an athlete. So I played sports growing up. I started with gymnastics, to swimming, to basketball, to soccer, to figure skating, to track, to tennis. And I enjoyed playing sports more than playing an instrument. I mean, I played the piano, the violin. I was in the chorus. So I just was someone who gravitated more towards sports. Because sports gave me motivation. There's this thrill and high you get from playing a sport you truly love. That's how I felt with each sport at one point in my life. The power I felt with track. I was a sprinter, and I'd run at full speed, down the track, at school. I loved how fast I was and how invincible I felt. The freedom with figure skating. There's something so freeing about gliding on the ice with no one to distract you or bother you. And same thing goes for tennis, is being able to really use the power of your arms and your legs to drive the ball over the net. If you play the sport tennis, then you probably understand that feeling. It is, It feels really good. Sports was an outlet for me. It was my way of proving my worth and strength to myself and others. Success was valued at how athletic I was, how fast I was. Speed was everything to me. I can see how it affects me even now. I've been a runner all my life. From soccer to track, I'd spend time jump roping and practicing cone drills and suicides to get faster and faster. Even when I ran, I never ran long distance. I swore to myself it was off limits because I was shorter and didn't have the legs for it. But last year in quarantine, I started working on my endurance rather than my speed. The speed picked up naturally once I was able to muster the endurance to run long distance. But there are moments when I'm running five miles or 10 miles where my eyes will dart to the average pace or the current pace I'm running at on the Nike app. I'll fixate on that number and a voice in my head will go, can't you go faster? A little faster? Can we try to get that time lower and lower? And then I'll find myself pushing and pumping myself to go even faster. There are times when I'm really pushing myself running and I can feel myself getting dizzy and faint. I have felt this feeling before when I would play soccer or run track. That feeling made me feel like I was doing something right. Which is scary and also sad because pushing yourself to the brink of exhaustion can be dangerous. But I was always on the curious side of that. I'd ask myself, but will I really pass out? How much further can I keep pushing? I haven't passed out yet. And it's scary how my mind can go there. Speaking of mindset, There's this story that I came across a few months ago that really stood out to me. Alexi Pappas was an extremely motivated person, and that mindset took her to the Olympics as a runner. After the Olympics, she was diagnosed with severe clinical depression. In an opinion video in the New York Times, she asks the question, what if we as athletes approached our mental health the same way we approach our physical health? Success was an easy way for her to feel like she was indestructible. She saw a doctor that told her, Alexi, you have a scratch on your brain. Just like when you fall off your bicycle, you have an actual injury to your brain. And that was the flip of the switch she needed and she felt like she could heal. When athletes get injured, they're on it. They're seeing physical therapists, doing the rehab, all the things to help the healing process. The question that got me thinking was this. What if we look at mental health the same way we do as physical health? I mentioned earlier that sports was a way for me to prove how strong and tough I was. If I wasn't active, it meant I was slacking. That is another reason why I was always at the gym or always running around campus when I was a college student at UNC Chapel Hill. I never went past three days without exercising. Some would say it was healthy physically, but it sure wasn't healthy mentally. That's the thing about me. I treat many things in my life like a competition. There was a low point in my blogging days where I felt like my fellow blogger friends were competition. There was a season where I was on a roll in gaining momentum with blogging, and I felt like I had to put out content that was better than everyone else's. I have that competitive mindset about me. I no longer feel that now. The only competition I focus on is the one with myself. But that's the thing. As an athlete, you have this winning mindset. You have this drive to win something and get something out of what you're training for. Because that equates success. I remember talking to a friend two years ago about this very topic And he was struggling with overcoming a negative mindset. And I remember telling him, your mind is that powerful. You have the power to change the way you think and view this. And it couldn't be more true even now. You can have the skills and the talent, but if you don't have the right mindset, you won't go far. That's for sure. That's one of my biggest points I wanted to bring up in today's podcast episode. Approaching your mind like an athlete. What drives me now as an athletic person has been a habit for me all my life. If I'm running, I have to be the best. I have to be the fastest. I have to be the strongest. I have to be all these things that I label as successful. Otherwise, what's the point? If you read other stories by Olympic athletes or any athletes in general, You'll find a commonality amongst most of them, how they're all motivated and how that motivation can push you to levels that is no longer healthy mentally. You see, the mentality of an athlete ties into the way athletes perform physically. We as athletes prepare and train so much for games and competitions. I remember before a soccer tournament, our coach would have us in tip-top shape. We'd run laps around the soccer complex, practice shooting, sleep regularly, make sure we were eating healthy, well, sometimes, and we'd train and we'd train. Or in figure skating, I'd practice the same routine to perfection. If there was a move I wasn't sure of, I'd practice it over and over until I was sure. Or running track, I would get to know how my body felt running at X speed. And if I could push myself more and more to run a little faster the next time. All of it is training for the big game, big meet, big competition, big tournament. And this relates back to the way we live on a daily basis. How I see growing up, playing competitive sports, is the way I view a multitude of things. The way I view what it means to be strong, what it means to be successful what it means to be fast. And if I don't reach it, I'm deemed a failure. But let's try and switch the mindset here. What if we saw our preparations and training, just like athletes, as a mindset for our lives? What if every encounter, every challenge, every victory, every struggle was a part of the training we have to go through to win life's competition? Here's the catch. We don't know life's end date for us. So we're in training until the day we die. But our life training should be spent living. Our training is a lifestyle, and one that is healthy and sustainable to live. Training can have a negative connotation to some. It means more push-ups, more hustle, more sprints, and for someone who is an athletic or likes sports, this sounds daunting and a terrible way to live. However, once we change the way we view, quote, training, I feel as though it's possible for anyone. Just like the word diet. I think we've all heard this one before. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. All true things, the way I see it is A diet is short-term. It'll end when you decide to either A, give up, or B, grow tired of this restrictive and strict diet plan, and C, emphasis on it'll end. But a lifestyle, that's something we can find balance in, something to give us motivation to keep going, and something to also indulge in and enjoy. And that doesn't always have to mean ice cream or pizza, I speak of balance, and I am in no way perfect over here. I mean, just this past week, I was struggling to maintain a work-life balance with my sister visiting. If anything, I'm struggling with some type of balance every other two weeks, but I'm implementing it as training, aka a lifestyle that is sustainable for me. Still in the works, though. I'd love to know, do you play sports? Do you have the mindset of an athlete? And if so, how do you view being an athlete? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the mindset of an athlete and how it affects you, if it does. If not, I hope this was helpful to better understand the mindset of an athlete and just get to know me a little bit better of my work ethic and where I get my drive, and things I struggle with every other two weeks. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another story from my past. This one will cover my experiences with a job, no longer fulfilling me. Making that move can be scary and stressful at the same time. I'll be sharing how it's playing out for me now and my biggest takeaways as I'm starting year two of being my own boss and having my own business. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.